0: Welcome to the Monday Heat Check on the Ringer NBA Show. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm
1: John Gonzalez. A
0: lot to talk about from the weekend.
1: So many things to talk about from the weekend. A lot of
0: fun, close games
1: specifically with two teams that we frequently pay attention to.
0: Capped off last night with the Thunder and the Blazers, with the Blazers uh, holding on.
1: It was a crazy game, Juliet. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this one is because I love the Blazers and you love the Thunder.
0: Why do you love the Blazers?
1: There's so many reasons. I like uh, weird hipster Portland things in general, Mm. uh, but also Damian Lillard and Mm. CJ McCollum and Nurk is now making a heel turn. Love
0: Nurk. He's my favorite. He's probably the only good Blazer. It's not true. I just, I love Nurk
1: though. ET is on that team. He's running around like the villain. He's good. Saying crazy things and shooting three pointers. But the Blazers upended OKC, and I need to know how you feel about OKC because all of a sudden, eh, not so great.
0: I'm confounded by them. We'll talk about that in one second, but we're also just going to get into the Celtics the Cavs drama you were at D'Angelo Russell's return to Los Angeles I
1: did we uh, we have many things to discuss about D'Angelo's triumphant well semi-triumphant <laughs> return
0: uh we need to discuss if teams like the Pistons and DeMarcus Cousins are real or not real
1: DeMarcus Cousins is killing it
0: and we're gonna do an actual heat check this podcast is called heat check after all
1: we've got the heat check heat check
0: yeah but first back to OKC in Portland yes
1: Juliet, level of concern on your Thunder.
0: Like if a 10 is extremely concerned and a 1 is the Golden State Warriors, I'm going to put them at 6.5. So high.
1: That's that's pretty high. That's a pretty high level of concern as well. It should be because as I'm looking at the standings, the internet has so many things. You can find (laughs) so many things on the internet. So much to offer. One of the things that you can find is the standings. Do you know where they are in... You do. Here are the teams beneath them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh huh?
1: horrible. Dirk is aged. They have one win.
0: Phoenix, they still have Eric Bledsoe. And yes. he's on their roster, but not attending any team activities.
1: They've allowed him now, I think, to go to the facility and work out, but just independent of the team. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's pretty great.
0: Solo workouts. They didn't
1: change the locks on the door.
0: Yeah. It's like a remarkable story. The fact that it's like he's still there two weeks still later. Still there. The Suns are a disaster. <laughs> and then Sacramento. And there are no expectations for them. Also
1: one win. Also so one Two win. one win teams. The Phoenix Suns, and then the Oklahoma Tw- City. Twelfth,
0: the Oklahoma City Thunder. So
1: we had a lot of expectations. You specifically had a lot of expectations for them. They go and they play the Portland Trailblazers. Mello gets tossed.
0: Tossed for uh, a flagrant when he had the ball. It wasn't good. It was weird. That's going to get rescinded. And then they actually got better once Mello left, which is part of their problem. I used to be a Mello hater, but now I like him. And they just don't have a system at all. And like I know it's hard to incorporate. All these new players, and like particularly one, one of them is Paul George, and one is Carmelo Anthony. But I think we just need to be quite concerned about Billy Donovan. At the end of the game, it turned into like a shootout with threes back and forth. There was a Russ three, then a CJ McCollum three, and then Paul George three, and then another CJ McCollum three. And both of CJ McCollum's threes were second chance. He happened to be open after a rebound. And that's part of the problem. Like their defensive rating. is like, I think they're third in the yeah. league, but at the end of games, they've lost a few close ones. They just totally fall apart. Like they just have all these breakdowns, both on offense and defense. And if you watch Paul George, he just looks confused. He's just sort of like, what's, what's my role here?
1: And I think that that was part of the concern going into the season. Like yeah. how would they all mesh? Like whose team would it real? Of course it's going to be Russ's team. It
0: can't be your team. If you miss three free throws in a row at three? the end of a game,
1: that is a major knock, obviously against, Russell Westbrook, but also
0: he's a really good free throw shooter. So
1: just really is. weird. It was unusual, but I think it's weird that it hasn't really worked out for them. Considering, as you mentioned, like you look at their metrics and you go, "Okay, well, this team should be a little bit better." I mean, their net rating—they're third in the league in net rating, behind only the Warriors and the Celtics. This is a team that you would go, "Okay, they've got three really good yeah. players. They've been playing good defense. Like, why hasn't it really worked out? Why are they still like lumped in with the Suns at the bottom of the Western Conference?" I'm less concerned than you. You had six point five. I'm mean, like a two point five. Really? Yeah. You know what? Like, you don't give the Blazers enough credit. The Blazers are good. Sure. I like the Blazers. They lost to a good team. It's not like they lost to, and I know you're like all about the Knicks these days, but, and we'll get, (laughs) we're going to get to that, but like, it's fine. These things happen. The NBA is good.
0: Sure. The Blazers, I think, play at the level, the level of their opponent. And that's bad. That's not a winning team. That's one of the reasons LeBron is amazing. It's because he's always playing at the highest level. That's why the Warriors are so impressive. Why the Spurs are like so consistently good, except for this season, is because they always play at the same level. And the, the Blazers go up or down based on who they're playing. Like, they almost lost to Kyle Kuzma.
1: Do you put any stock into OKC being undefeated when Russ has a triple-double and 0-5 when he doesn't?
0: I mean... It's, it's early. It's not a, it's a weird thing though. right? And not like like the triple-doubles he'd have last season with like 50 points, but it's more like a more all-around game.
1: For me, like I don't put a lot into it, but I I think the one thing it does speak to is just like how much Russ has to do still to get them over the the finish line to win a game. Like you said, like down uh, in a couple of games here, like towards the finish— it was either Russ is going to do a bunch of stuff or if Russ misses free throws and doesn't yeah. take over the game, then all of a sudden the Thunder are on the outside looking in.
0: The problem of this team is probably the fifth most reliable player is Raymond Felton.
1: That's a problem. Yeah.
0: And I'm putting him above Andre Robertson, but below Steven Adams. Have
1: you taken a look at Ray? Ray Felton did not get in career best shape <laughs> for this season. He looks like he ate an old version of Ray Felton coming into this year. Like the the old Russian and- nesting dolls. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like he's a bigger version of the older Raymond. I'm like, what What kind of health diet plan is he? Obviously, none.
0: A bigger problem is that that was partially because Melo was out. That's why they were running with that five because he was right. ejected. But a bigger problem is that Felton is so essential because he he's like the only other reliable playmaker they have on the team. Like Paul George could be in that role, but they haven't really found that fit for him. And so I think that kind of speaks to the Russ triple-double problem is that they just they don't have an offense. and They don't have like multiple people who can like who can get it started.
1: Yeah, I think eventually they figure it out. But you're right about the Paul George component. Like I want more Paul George and I don't just want him playing. He's really good. Turns out he is. I mean it's fine. He can shoot threes and they need outside shooting, right? But the idea of just limiting him and marginalizing him to go over there and stand in the corner. We can do more things.
0: Yeah, they need a far more dynamic offense.
1: More dynamic.
0: Yeah. I think they'll probably figure it out. I don't think they'll remain 12th in the West, but that's pretty bad.
1: (laughs) It's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) It's also just this, we knew this coming into the season, the West is stacked.
1: Indeed. Yeah. You know what is not stacked? The The East. East.
0: All right. Let's move on to the best team in the East, the Boston Celtics.
1: I think we wrote them off too early. We like,
0: definitely did. Gordon
1: Hayward went down and everybody went, oh, this is it for the Boston Celtics. And we forgot a couple of things. One, they play in the East. The East is terrible. Two, Kyrie Irvin is killing it. Three, Brad Stevens is a really good coach and coaching these guys up. Juliet, their defense is really good. They're middle of the pack offensively, but like it works out to second overall in, in uh, net rating. The Celtics are legit.
0: The Celtics are legit. And most importantly, Kyrie Irving is playing defense in the first quarter in games in November. So shout out to Brad Stevens.
1: Yeah. Kevin O'Connor wrote about this on The Ringer today. And I had a look at it twice. And because like anecdotally, I've watched them and he has played defense but still like your lion eyes, right? You look at it and you go like, can this actually be real? It kind of is real. I don't know what Brad Stevens did. Like he's the Kyrie whisperer.
0: It's pretty amazing. Also, I think this is what Kyrie wanted. He wanted a team where he could be number one. He is clearly the number one option, but he has a good pieces around him so he can cheer for them. I don't know. I I guess I just underrated him vastly, but I I had like written off Jalen Brown in my mind. So every time he does something good, I'm like, wow, the Celtics were right.
1: You weren't on board with no. Jalen Brown previously?
0: No. I was a good athlete, no skills, but he obviously really worked on his skills over the summer.
1: I love him. I don't love him quite uh, as much as I like Tatum, though.
0: Yeah, Tatum, you love Tatum. I
1: really do. It's like
0: a covetous love for you.
1: You know what? It is. And I feel <laughs> dirty about it. I feel like I should take a shower afterwards because what could have been Juliet? Meanwhile, who knows where Fultz is these days? He's out in the wind. But every time I watch the Celtics, Tatum does something amazing. Like yeah. He plays great defense. He's got an NBA-sized body already at 19 years old. He can play inside and outside. I mean, he makes smart plays. Also,
0: having an NBA body is anomalous for a Duke rookie. He's an anomaly.
1: It's weird just for 19-year-olds in general. Yeah. Like, look at this class and how I many know. of them have to put on weight. So like, much. they look super skinny. I mean, just still Brandon Ingram oh, is a couple years into the league and, and looks let's, like he's terribly malignant. Let's
0: mal- get him a part-time job at Bay City so he can get some extra sandwiches or something. He
1: needs a godmother. The <laughs> yes. godmother's are Excellent. I would like to buy some for him. I'll bring that's a great idea. I'm going to bring those to practice next time I'm out Um, there.
0: I'm happy Kyrie's playing defense. I'm unhappy he's still questioning the shape of the earth and the moon landing. (laughs) But let's talk about his outfit choices. That's kind of where I'm at with Kyrie right now. So, in the last week, there's been two that have come to our attention. Mm -hmm. One is like he was dressing up as Gabe Kaplan in Welcome Back Cotter. He was wearing like a white, just like a plain white turtleneck with like a... It
1: was like an off color. It was like a, a cream. like a It cream. was like a cream. Yeah.
0: You're right. It was a cream. I couldn't tell the material. From afar, it didn't look like cashmere or whatever.
1: But it wasn't like in the in the spectrum of like mock turtleneck to full on almost comes up over your ears and eyes turtleneck. It was like pretty, pretty much towards the latter and as somebody who likes a chunky 70s Steve McQueen sweater i would normally look at that and go okay yeah but really he he went out there with that tur- where are you on turtlenecks in general i'm so pro i'm You're so pro
0: but it's, it's hard to pull off i would say the leader in the turtleneck space right now is alex rodriguez
1: Uh, i haven't seen him i haven't seen him in a turtleneck
0: (laughs) well i guess you haven't been reading vanity fair he loves a turtleneck and he wears like not like a fold over but it is pretty high and it's ribbed and he pulls it off really well i think Kyrie could use some lessons i don't
1: know how i and i know that this is not the show for this but i don't know how i i feel about the a-rod renaissance i'm
0: so in because i love him and j-lo but that's besides the point that's for jam session. You're welcome to come on jam session anytime you want. I need
1: to go on jam session to talk about Arod and J-Lo and turtlenecks. Yeah, yeah. Right. You got
0: you. Deal. But so the thing about Kyrie's white turtleneck is then he was wearing like a jacket that was sort of like military inspired, but also denim-y. It was like a light military green that looked like a denim material with white buttons Listen, and white stitching.
1: When you get your team and you take over the East, you can wear whatever you want.
0: I guess because then And a few days before that, he was wearing like... Homeless chic He was wearing Yeah you're
1: not on board With this No
0: I don't I, I'm not it's on board the,
1: It's the gloves Without the fingers yeah. That flap over yes. And you can like Like
0: wool gloves That have the fingers Cut off And then the flap For warmth if necessary I have
1: friends in Boston Who wear those uh, because Is it it's, a Boston thing? I don't know It's really cold in Boston As it turns out We so don't like, have gloves here damp.
0: It's cold and damp Cold
1: there. and damp and awful So I don't begrudge Anybody wearing anything Warm there But it was Kind of unusual
0: He also paired it With a beanie Kind of like Not properly on his head Like trying to look hip but then like his own like nike clothes like he was wearing a Kyrie irving branded t-shirt and then like a red nike hoodie so it was just kind of like a mess i think if he'd gone all in on the homeless look i would have been more into it but the fact that he uh was mixing it up with nike i was just like no
1: i i'm on board with all things Kyrie right now uh up to and including the weirdo turtleneck because we have a pod called heat check he is like the walking embodiment of a heat check right now as are the celtics so i say do you Kyrie? (laughs)
0: let's do a quick two minutes on the calves Quick. Very quick.
1: Because we've been like super Cavs centric. I don't know. I mean, LeBron put up
0: 57 on the Wizards on Friday and Mm -hmm. they won. And that was sort of like a statement game. And then? And then they lost to the Hawks. Again. Who are basically like the, the Mavericks of the East. And to the Mavericks
1: of the East. I don't know who that's a bigger indictment of, the Mavericks or the Hawks. They've lost to the Hawks, the Nets, the Magic, the Knicks, the Pacers, and the Pelicans. That's not a good group of losses. No, no
0: it's rough. And then there's an article from Dave McManaman on ESPN yesterday where basically Dwayne Wade was like calling out the starters for not being as good as the bench. And I guess the yesterday the starters were outscored by the bench, 61-49. to 49. So... Props to Dwayne Wade for being the head of the bench mob, uh, even though he got demoted like one week ago. Like, cool. And second of all, is this shots of Kevin Love? Because I was, who who could he be calling out here? It's not LeBron.
1: Yeah, I was trying to figure out who's he calling out. And it, you're right, it's not LeBron, so who else would it be? But also, it's, like, the, the Kevin Love hate has gone too far. They asked Kevin Love to do things that Kevin Lo- Love is not designed to do. He's not a rim protector. No. He's not a center. He should be playing power forward and, like, you know, popping threes and, like, He's not Minnesota Kevin Love anymore. Like, what do you want from Kevin Love?
0: That's kind of like the question they need to figure out. Like, what do they want from Kevin Love? Stop moving him around, put him in a position to succeed. Literally put him in a position where he will succeed.
1: That would be nice. I think Kevin Love would like that. And maybe that means that they have to move Kevin Love. I don't know. Maybe like it's not the right spot for yeah, maybe it's not the right spot because every time you turn around, with the exception of the season that they won, like they traded for him and he and he got heat in that first first season. They won the second season, and like everything was copacetic. Uh, And now like I
0: know And then he He left the game With an illness And went to the hospital But then was released But I hope, it, apparently he's fine. And so I feel comfortable questioning why he left the game and went to the hospital. That was weird. Like for upper respiratory cold, like is that, is that a hospital Maybe he needed a timeout.
1: Who knows? Like, and like
0: if he needed um, fluids, don't they have IVs like at the facility there? They could just poke him up?
1: I, I, I don't know anything about like medical procedures or IVs <laughs> or poking them up. I don't think that's the technical <laughs> medical term, but sure.
0: <laughs> All right. What's your calves concern level? One to 10. Like,
1: one and a half. Okay. I mean, so, like they can't play defense. The they can't play defense. This is my uh, and I and I wanted to bring this up to you. So like Brad Beal recently gave an interview where he said last year remember last yes. year when they like basically tanked out of the first pick? Yeah. Because LeBron wanted to rest, and he's like, oh, we don't care about seeding, we're still gonna win. Yeah. And they did, and because he's LeBron. Yeah. That's kind of where I am now. But Brad Beal said that they purposefully did that to avoid the Wizards. What did you think about That's that? That's
0: completely absurd. That's like the most like gratuitous self-dap I've heard of from an NBA player this season. Yet, but you want to know what? What if you got to motivate yourself somehow? Good for you, Bradley Beal. Fine, Can, tell yourself that and see what happens. I
1: don't buy it. You don't buy it. I don't think LeBron bought it either. We actually have LeBron's reaction to it. Is he having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> it sounds a lot like Ricky Gervais. I don't think we expected that. He's not buying it. uh I'm not buying it. The Cavs are going to be fine. They're yeah. still going to be. Look, I don't know if they're going to win the East because the Celtics are really good. Yeah, but I and still also trying just trying harder. I don't but think they're going to be this bad.
0: I was thinking about this. Like, it's more important for a team like the Celtics to try hard now than it is for the Cavs, right? I mean, A, because they have LeBron, which is trump card for everything. But the Celtics have basically an entirely new team. And this, the Cavs have a lot of new players, too. But for the Celtics, you know, to really, like, maximize their young duo in the J-team... <laughs> they,
1: <laughs> you love the J I, I do. I'm to I'm, I'm, it. It. I'm trying to make it happen. Any excuse that we can use to get the A team drop in, yeah, I'm on board. Exactly.
0: With but it's so it's more important for the Celtics to be playing harder now than it is for the Cavs. Like I agree with you, they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, like you said, Kyrie has something to prove. He has his own team. I picked him for MVP, thing.
0: so I, I hope he has a really good season. Did you? Kyrie, yeah.
1: That's a bold move. I, I like think it. I
0: think it's still possible. It, it is. Just,
1: pff, I, at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, eh, hey, yeah. But now... he's just,
0: Also, he's getting all the touches. So much of it is about like who's in a position to look like they're important, you know? And he certainly is. Okay, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about your trip to the Staples Center on Friday for the barn burner, Brooklyn Nets versus Los Angeles Lakers. The, ga-
1: <laughs> the game. Itself was kind of anticlimactic, but it was really interesting to see D'Angelo Russell back because even after D'Angelo Russell left Juliet. Magic Johnson, who everybody keeps, and look, Magic Johnson really is a super nice guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. he he does treat everybody wonderfully, with the notable exception of D'Angelo Russell, who even after he traded, he continued to throw shade at, and Lonzo Ball threw shade at, and there's no shortage of people around the Lakers Mm -hmm. who like to say things about D'Angelo Russell. And look, D'Angelo Russell, there's a lot of things to say about what kind of teammate he was, but he was super young. And yeah. he's still only twenty-one years old. He was twenty when the Iggy Azalea thing went down, and I wonder if like he got a little too much heat if it went too far.
0: I think that we don't understand how much players were furious with the Iggy Azalea thing with him snitching on Nick Young, and that's because that's like the NBA code, but it's not the real world code. Like in the real world, the bad person there is Nick Young, straight up. But and I, I'm, I'm Team D'Angelo Russell one hundred percent. But I think players like were so. Angry and like horrified that like someone in the locker room would do that, and they just like can 't forgive him, and I feel like Matic Johnson's a big like code of the nBA guy.
1: I get the locker room code. I get that you have to keep it in house. All of that makes sense to a point sure. D'Angelo Russell learned a very valuable yeah. lesson in being a teammate, but what you're saying right there is super important. I remain sort of mystified by the fact that the guy who got the most flack. Was the messenger yeah. and not the guy doing what the messenger you know put yeah, out into the world? Not the right? Like the guy who cheated on his fiance got no heat from the internet and none. The, the nineteen twenty year old kid who made a, ma- a massive mistake, no doubt about it. But the nineteen twenty year old kid was the one that everybody continues to focus on as being the bad guy. Like, all right, I th- know
0: it's it's fucked up. Was he being booed? Did he get booed?
1: There was like a smattering, but mostly it was. Pretty positive. I, mm-hmm. I mean, he, like he got some applause. Okay. The weird thing though was, so after I think he's really done with talking about it. Like he talked about him. it. I'd be done too. He talked about it beforehand. You know, they brought him in. He answered all the questions before the game, and then afterwards, it was kind of like, you know, we said, you know, did you hear the the cheers for you? And he said, I don't recall. <laughs> He didn't say he didn't hear it. He didn't say he did hear it. He said he couldn't remember if he heard it.
0: Has he been talking to a lawyer or something? That's like a perfect legal defense.
1: That's what I was saying. Like, are you testifying before Congress? What's happening right now? How do you not remember what happened two hours ago? I'm really worried about your memory.
0: That's really good. That's funny. I, I hope he finds success. I'm rooting for that Nets team. I just have an infatuation with Sean Marks. He's like my favorite executive.
1: It's a really like tough Uh hall, right? Like to be in charge of that team when, uh, Billy King basically just took all of their assets and let, let them on fire fire, and then poured gasoline on the ashes and let, then let those on fire. That's a lot to do, but so far I like that they went out and gambled on D'Angelo Russell. I think it could, I mean, he needed a fresh start. They needed a player that they could try to build around. And again, not to keep harping on his age, the dude is 21. He was the second overall pick. He's got a lot of talent. I think I'd rather have him than Lonzo.
0: Certainly for the Nets. If we're
1: just talking about talent.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Lonzo started taking some threes last night. I was happy to see when they were playing the Grizz. But Lonzo's problem is that he's just, Kyle Kuzma is like way more important to that team right now.
1: I I can't do another Lonzo conversation. I will say this real quick. He took, he way overcompensates sometimes. Like he went from not shooting the ball to shooting it 15 times against the nets and making three. Like, I don't know. There's a happy medium in there somewhere, dude. Like you have to figure out the balance between no aggression whatsoever and too much. Right.
0: It's tough. He, yeah, let's move on. Too too bleak. (laughs) I I can't do it. Lightning (laughs) round of real or not real. Do it. The Pistons, real or not
1: real. I'm out on the Pistons. They're second in the East. They're seven and three behind only the Boston Celtics. NBA.com has them I think 5th on their power rankings. I'm not. Uh, I in, the buy it. Yeah. Fifth in the league? Yeah.
0: 5th in the league.
1: 5th in their power that's rankings. ridiculous. Okay. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, they're 5th behind the Memphis Grizzlies in their NBA.com power rankings.
0: NBA.com is the Grizzlies 4th? 4th. That's completely absurd. <laughs> I've watched more Grizzlies games than I'm proud of
1: and that's ridiculous. <laughs> they go Warriors, Celtics, Houston Rockets, Then the Grizzlies and then the Detroit Pistons. I don't, I'm not on board with any of that.
0: They're definitely better. And Avery Bradley had a really good game last night, but Stan Van Gundy like feuds with his players. Like it's like a thing that happens to him. And I just don't think that you can have long-term success when that's part of the alchemy of your team.
1: I think Reggie Jackson is playing better now, but I don't know that Stan Van Gundy buys into Reggie Jackson. So at some point it feels like that's, there's going to be a move there.
0: And there were rumors that he hated Stanley Johnson too. And then, like him and Dwight, had a hard time back in Orlando back in the day. I, like that's I, a that's a tough look.
1: I frequently forget that Stanley Johnson is on that team until I look up and I'm like, oh yeah. Now Tobias Harris, he's killing it. Yeah, uh, Avery Bradley, perfect fit for them. They're asking Andre Drummond not to be like all world everything. Just go out and do what you do. Rebound sure. the ball, protect the rim. You know, score occasionally. It's fine.
0: Fits in the, it's the fun. league.
1: It's fine. I, that's what I'm I. I put the real. Hornets over them. Yeah, it's not real for me. It's not real. Um. Nick's real or not real? This is your team.
0: Not real, but fun. We'll talk more about them with Chris Apps in a second. Donovan Mitchell, real or not real?
1: So real. Extra real.
0: He's good. He last night was making the most of garbage time. I liked it.
1: He is like at the beginning of the year, he had like a little bit of a slow start. And now all of a sudden we're seeing the athleticism. He's, he's really, shooting a bunch of threes. He's really
0: active, which I think is like, it's kind of like a buzzword. But for someone like him, who it, it like that will get him where he needs to be. So it's really, it's really positive.
1: We've been thinking about the idea of Rodney Hood for a couple of years now, Mm. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to be better Rodney Hood.
0: Rodney Hood's not real and never has been, never will be. Boogie's crazy season. He has, his numbers are like out of control. And there's meanwhile rumors about him being traded to Washington.
1: Yeah. Well, I think Bill Simmons started those rumors <laughs> on, his, on his podcast, but I'm okay with rumors it. It's all the same. I'm okay with it. I would love to see him on that team. Julia, look at what he's doing. 28.6 uh, points per game. He's blocking almost two shots per game. He's averaging almost six assists per game, 13.7 rebounds. He's killing it at the free throw line. He's getting to the line almost uh, a little over nine times per game and shooting over 80%. It, He's also shooting. This is crazy. He's a massive human being. Massive. He's taking seven three pointers per game.
0: That's crazy. It's also, he's alongside another massive human, also shooting a lot of threes. It's so weird.
1: I love it. It's cool. I didn't didn't really like it last year Mm -hmm. when they made that trade. I really like it now. I don't think he's going to stay there. I think they have to unload him. I really do hope he lands in Washington because pairing him with Bradley Beal and John Wall, all of a sudden, like the East becomes a lot more interesting. And now it's not just like giving it to LeBron and the Cavs or saying like Kyrie and the Celtics are off to a hot start. Now you have a legitimate three team contention deal for the East. That would be a lot of fun.
0: I would like to redistrict the mba I, w- I would like them to call on me to
1: redistrict you're gonna gerrymander the yeah. east
0: it just doesn't make sense why is memphis in the west
1: is this solely a geography yeah, thing geographic. for you
0: and then we can also just balance things out a little bit
1: were you a geography nerd
0: no oh. i am from new york i can't i can't like point out all the different <laughs> states like we is not something we learned to do um uh, let's do an actual heat check
1: heat check heat check
0: Um, We need to start with Kristaps Porzingis, the new mayor of New York and um, the love of many people's lives. He scored 15 straight points last night. Mm -hmm. He's second in scoring in the league. He's third in blocks and he's got the highest usage rate. So we're in Kristaps season and it's fun. It's really, really fun.
1: This is a heat check within a heat check yes. because he had an amazing game and also blocked Lance Stevenson, yes. who was going for a heat check dunk on him. It
0: was amazing.
1: I don't know what Lance was thinking that he was gonna posterize uh Christaps, but Kristaps was having none of it. No. Uh, it was a fantastic play. We thought that Kristaps was going to have to really marshal the Knicks and do it all himself. Mm-hmm. He's doing it. He's
0: doing it. He seems to be relishing it, which is also really fun. He has like, a game face that, you know, when he's like locked in, you see it. And then after the games, he's like very like calm and um, well-spoken in interviews like he's a good celebrity like he's a good star he will definitely have another like Instagram scandal like within the next three months but that's great like that's if that's what fuels him and like keeps his star shining I totally support it and he also um he's officially in the zone of like making his teammates better like that the Knicks are good and they look good when he's in his like peak form and that was what the second half was yesterday huh? him and Nilla Keener like exciting
1: Frank Nelkini can play defense.
0: He's He's gone from flashes to playing in one one week's time.
1: I like that he's really just focusing on that end of the floor and like you can go into MSG and see the lights and be overwhelmed and try to do too much because you're a point guard and like... New York is a city of point guards, and they love them. And you know, like sure. maybe you'd have a tendency to be um, focused on the offensive end. He's gone the other way. He's decided. Look, KP's got that offensive end. I'm going to play defense. I like it. I like Kristaps in general. I'm really glad that they decided to make it his team and not Phil Jackson's or Mello's. Sure. Like they made, for the first time in a very long time, the Knicks made the right decision. They did.
0: They did. Basketball's more fun when the Lakers and Knicks are relevant. So like, this is just great. Like, let's keep this going for as long as possible. All
1: right. So that was your heat check, heat check. My heat check, heat check was, I don't know if I've mentioned this guy to you. I like him quite a bit. Damian Lillard Who? had a Damian Who? <laughs> Don't throw shade at Damian Lillard. He made a game winning three pointer. Uh, actually he's basically won the last two games for them, but the most interesting one was against the Lakers, yes. where he walked down the floor and he jacked up a long three, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then it went in. Lillard picked up
0: by Ingram. Lillard. This is for the win. Damn, they love him there.
1: It's exciting. You have yeah. to get on board.
0: Um, I'm not going to, but I will say he is really like <laughs> one of the most video game like players. Like he's in like the the Steph realm because so many of his shots just seem so ill advised. And the reason I don't like him is because many of them don't go in. But when they do, it's like really thrilling and exhilarating. And he's like a I think also because he's so small. Like you're just like wow, so much power from a undersized
1: guard. I've I've thought a lot about not just Damian Lillard, but also trying to get you to embrace Damian Lillard. It's just
0: not going to happen.
1: So I prepared for you some, and not not, not only did I have uh, them pull the the three-point game-winning sound, but then some other sound, because I imagine him hitting the three and then going home and spitting some bars. So I just want to put some Dame Dollar out for you.
0: Showing his muscle
1: I like the beat He's got the pieces to the puzzle
0: Good producer
1: Juliet Nah This is your warming I can see you're you really hardline stance both against Portland, against uh, Damian Lillard, and then against dogs. Like we've yeah. had we've had conversations about this. So I'm going to get you to warm to all of those things. That's my goal here at the Heat Check. Pod. None
0: of them will happen. And the thing is, more <laughs> I've been also incredibly stubborn. I'm just like a really stubborn person. I know. The so more I try, the more, more you try, push back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be
1: subtle and cool about it in the future.
0: Okay, all I'll right. notice that too, though. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> all right, games of the week. Newly titled Back to the Future. We're piloting that title. It's workshop. Workshop. It's yeah. workshop
1: because we're going. We're we're looking ahead. Yeah, again. We're looking ahead.
0: Uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday, we got Bucks at Cavs. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd's on the hot seat. He could be out. You think? Yeah, absolutely. I but just uh, Bucks are four and five, much, I, much like the Thunder, and I think Billy Donovan's a problem there. So why wouldn't it be Jason Kidd?
1: That's an interesting thing to say because like they put so much into Jason Kidd when they brought him over. So now I wonder like the way they built that team too is so kid esque like.
0: There's just been a lot of shifts behind the scenes, though, there. I just don't, I don't know whose guy he is. I, yeah. I, also, I thought he was a good game coach. I thought he was a good, like, bench coach and uh, making adjustments. But I don't know what the plan is there. I don't know.
1: I think the plan is go Giannis, Giannis and, like, yeah. hope for the best, which is why we have this on the list. Because anytime you have LeBron and Giannis... Yeah. But appointment viewing.
0: It was a blowout last time or it wasn't close. It's was like a twenty point game. Still
1: appointment viewing. Like I can't yeah. like, no, I'm
0: I'm with you, but I'm just saying I think Jason Kidd needs to get like a, a good win under his belt.
1: Also, last week we had no Sixers on our paying attention to games list. So I put I put the Sixers and the Jazz in there because
0: I love Ben Simmons.
1: You love Ben Simmons. I like Ben Simmons. Uh, I really like Ricky Rubio. Okay. And so I get both Ricky Rubio and the Sixers in the same game. Give me all of it.
0: It's really weird watching Rubio now because he just looks different. Not well, just It's not just the hair. It's like his whole physique, the way he plays. It's like a new guy. It's very strange.
1: Offensive Ricky Rubio yeah. jacking threes and yeah. getting like a ton of usage rate. Like, well, who is this Ricky Rubio? I don't know, but I love him.
0: Do you think Quinn Snyder and Ricky Rubio do their hair together?
1: I hope so. I hope so too. I, I like the, <laughs> I like to imagine them talking about hair products and like... Yeah. grooming themselves. I love it.
0: Wednesday, we got Knicks at Magic. That's now a good game.
1: It is now a good game. Uh, oddly so.
0: I, I think the Knicks win that game.
1: Okay, sure. I'll take the Magic. Why not?
0: Okay. Like, and, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little office bet. All right.
0: And Friday, this is a big one, Clippers at OKC
1: little of the shine coming off the Clippers. Recently. A little.
0: Quite a bit of the shines off the Clippers.
1: And OKC, same.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: So the, like early on in the season and week through, must win for both teams.
0: Who do you think will win?
1: Uh, I don't know. One of them has to win. I'm going to go with OKC because they're at OKC. I think so, too. I really want like the idea of Blake taking over the Clippers and making them good to be real. And mm-hmm. it looked like for like a hot second it was. And now I don't know. Kardashian
0: curse, man. It's just not good.
1: Are you buying that?
0: Oh, 100%. Sorry, Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> but nothing, nothing good has befallen a Kardashian significant other.
1: It's bad news. You got to go. Just like go out there and worry about you, Blake.
0: It's rough. My, one of my biggest takeaways from Thunder Blazers was that the Thunder will be beat by a team with a with a skilled point guard because of the Steven Adams switch, which so, was like their fatal flaw. And I don't think and the Clippers just don't have that. So, so. not
1: Austin Rivers. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. No. Well, then I guess the Thunder are winning that game.
0: Um, this has been the Monday morning heat check. I'm Juliet.
1: I'm John Gonzalez.
0: Tomorrow you got Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor. On Wednesday, you got Sources to Say with me and Chris Ryan. Sources to say is back. And on Thursday, it's the NBA group chat with our with our gang of NBA writers and uh personalities. Thanks so much for listening, as always. And we'll be back next Monday. See ya. I'm never gonna like the Blazers. Anything is possible!